Chicken wing, chicken wing, hot dogs and bologna, chicken and macaroni, chillin' with my homies. <laughs> that works. Yep. <laughs> Adrian, welcome back to the show, man. Thank you. It's good to have you. Glad to be here. We got a spectator, too. Yes, sir. Oh, be quiet on the sidelines. <laughs> All right. I actually, I was thinking about it because we were talking about this, and I was like going, uh, I think today's show is going to be about... One big construction bone to pick. I'm down with that. <laughs> That's what we're going to be doing. Let me share out the deets here. Adrian Schwantz is back. Uh, carpenter, ICF. What else you do? You do everything. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, CRC Contracting Inc. Uh, and on Instagram, it's, uh, isn't it C.R.C.Contracting? No, it's underscore. Underscore. That's right. C.R.C. Underscore Contracting. Uh, and we were just saying before that we started rolling, like you were back on the show in 201. Yep. And we're here tickling 400 now. That's right. It's insane. It's been a long haul. Let me do a couple of shout outs. I'm wearing Rob Galaxy Plumbing, his tea. Thank you so much, Rob, for the tea. Uh, I like swag. I like all kinds of swag. I'm always wearing someone else's tea, so I'll wear it. Uh, as long as you guys give me an XL, don't give me anything smaller than an XL. Otherwise, it becomes Christina Aguilera in her dream, uh, Genie in a Bottle video, right? So we don't want that. We don't want it. Not on a video podcast. Then I want to do another shout out to Mike Falzone of Mike's Tools Fun. Thanks, Mike, so much for supporting the show. Always a pleasure talking to you on the show and also on DM. And uh, he's doing amazing work. And uh, his show was show number two. 77 where he talked a lot about uh the work that he was doing for electrical and he was basically going into um uh, retail commercial spaces yep start of the week start the job with all the trades by the end of the week job's completely done ready to move on to the next job and it's a nice little business that he's got going on so reach out and then he's also talking tools while, he, while he's learning a lot of stuff on the site so on instagram you can find him at mike's underscore tool underscore fun thanks mike uh now over to you adrian where do we want to start it's funny occasionally i haven't really asked too many guests about what's the latest construction bone to pick but you pretty much got all 216 of them ready to rock and roll here right oh i'm ready <laughs> it's been a long month What's been going on? Why is why has the industry been so? What's going on? So, as you know, in the end of April, there we got called in on a job in Huntsville to fix, yep. and a it, job that you first quoted. I I quoted. And I turned it away because I'm getting older. It was cold out, and I didn't want to be outside. So smart. I turned that down, and lo and behold, they call me up. Like six weeks later, uh, there was a crew of five or six guys there. They finally got it out of the up in six weeks. It was all wrong. Just total gong show. The when bank you say it's all wrong. What was the first thing you noticed? Uh, the first thing I noticed uh, that it was like out of level by, I think we were out of level by over three inches. We used a two by six to rim the top and we were barely catching the web at the one side. Wow. Yeah. Were these guys, they just didn't know or they didn't know better? Apparently it was like the third or fourth job. So what, what ended up happening is it was a frost wall for a garage, but Due to circumstances in the past, they had to dig down 14 feet in one area. Okay. So, let's backtrack a bit. Uh, 
20 years ago, this house, it's built on a hill in Huntsville, right by the, right by Bay. And uh, the house actually started sinking toward the, the bay. So what they did is they dug down 14 feet. They put wings on the side and the front of the wall to hold it back. Okay. So a retaining wall. So when they came to put the garage addition on, they had to dig the front side down back to the 14 feet, which I, I understand and totally get it. But when you have a new guy trying to do that, he's going to get lost. He has no idea what he's doing. None of the webbing lined up. It was, let's just go back to the footing. The footing was out by three inches. So this is something that you would need the experience to understand how to do this job. This yeah. isn't like your first, second, third, fourth job. No, this you, is like... You need to have been shadowing somebody yeah. that has been through this before. <coughs> yeah. You need to at least have general knowledge of how to stack the block. They didn't even have that. Okay. Like, so did the GC question or the, the homeowners question... Nobody was questioning. So the homeowner actually had no idea what was going on. The homeowner was in Florida. Okay. The GC had no idea what was transpiring on site. Um, they weren't on site every day, which I feel maybe they should have been, uh, knowing that it was like their second or third job. And it just went sideways uh it came to bracing it they didn't know how to brace it properly and they just disappeared off the face of the earth when was the first red flag from the gc or i guess at what point did you get a call back to come back to take a look at it for your experience i got a call back on week six so of them assembling this and putting it together no so Week one, they started with the ICF. Week three, they finished stacking block, which in my experience, you're about two weeks over at that point. I've never done ICF. I want to try it one day. I'm assuming that... I'll get you on the site and I'll show you how to stack yeah, block. I totally would love to see that. Because I, it, it's easy. You, you just... If you follow the rules that are in place... It is the easiest system out there. It's just click and play. That's it. So why is it that these guys or anybody that's doing it bad mess it up? You know, let's go back to the uh, the one-day training course that the uh, manufacturers supply. Every manufacturer for an ICF product offers a one-day training course? A one-day training course. And then you are supposed to go and shadow a reputable installer for you know two weeks let's say and do trades do that they used to okay. i used to do a lot of training for people um my rep uh ice matrix if they had a guy up north that was just starting out they used to refer them to me and we would connect and i go help them out get their first course on, get it lasered, get everything set. I'd walk away for a day or two, go because I have business I have to maintain as well. Yeah. Then I come back, I see where they're at. I let them know, okay, you guys, like, 
realistically, me and one other guy could have been done this by now, but we get it, you're slow, you're taking care. Do it right, then do it fast. Yeah. Get it set, get it locked in. These guys, they they had no idea. Like, there was no track down on the footing to lock it in. Like, I don't know whether it was... So when you pour, it could move? It Potentially, yes. They did, however, go back 30 years, and they did put two-by-twos on the footing, which is what we used to do back in the day. But, I mean, now let's go back one step further. Their footing was at a square by three inches as well. So, I mean, putting two-by-two on the footing is great, if it catches. Yeah, because if you're off by three inches. Yeah. Then now you're, now you have to get an engineer involved and to get them to sign off on the fact that now you're not <clears throat> balancing the weight of the structure yep. properly on a footing. Yeah. Okay. And so nobody was there. The GC wasn't there. Like if I was a GC there, I'd be, uh, things are not looking correctly here can we just get a second third fourth fifth opinion here yeah yeah like they didn't do that they didn't no. because the gc wasn't there no they waited until three weeks after these guys had left the site trying to call them figure out what was going on they already poured no oh they just built they just built and it was sitting there for three weeks yeah what were they waiting for? That the foam to deteriorate? Like, what's going on? Nope. Here? So these guys just walked away from the job. They got to the point where they needed to brace it, and they couldn't do it. Okay. So, so all right. <clears throat> if you were to traditionally brace a frost wall with your, say, plumb wall braces with your channel on the wall with the, the turnbuckle on the ground it's not going to work okay it's only 48 inches a block you what i do is i rim it out with two by six and i use two by four kickers okay like we were doing a uh, a traditional wall where it steps down that's where you can put your actual braces and use them the soil on this side didn't dictate that. It was all sand. Nothing was packed. So you kind of have to get a little inventive in that point. Does the engineer get involved at that point, though? No. no really? No. Okay. Well, it was just all backfill sand from, you know, 15 but there years been, ago. There would have been a, a geo uh, report, no? Yeah. Okay, so signing yep. off on what the soil conditions yep. were like. Okay. So down... At the bottom of the hole, it was actually clay. Okay. So, you know, it, it gave the 75 kPa per foot or whatever it is. And it, it was deemed buildable. Okay. But it's where they backfilled. All the sand is, you know, is, now it's all dried out. So now it's all running down the wall, down the bank and everything else. We ended up running two by fours back to the, to the foundation of the main house. Okay. Putting a... Uh, a Zont style brace on there so we could adjust the wall that way. That was the only way feasible to do it. Uh, when it came to the the one other side where it ran back into the house, that was all built on an angle. So the retaining wall ran down on an angle. These okay. guys built the block on an angle. 
No, I don't understand this either. Why? Wait, hang on a sec. Backtrack a bit. You said that these guys built the blocks on an angle? Yes. They didn't step it? You can't. Like when you have the retaining wall that runs down on an angle, like a triangle, right? It's already there. They were told to build on that by the designer. I'm not an ICF guy. Yeah. That's incorrect, right? No, you can do it. You can do it that way. But there's a way to do it. There is a way to do it. They didn't do it that way. No, they did not. You discovered a new way that to do it? Their way that they came up with? Their way? Yeah. If I if somebody from my past, my mentor or my ICF rep, caught me doing what they did, I would be shot and beat. And then pissed on. So let's backtrack a tiny bit. You you did quote on this job, right? I did. And and the quote wasn't favorable to the GC to hire you. No. So then he took another quote that was less. Yeah. A lot less or whatever it was. Yeah. Now you come back into the game. It hasn't been poured yet. No. But you see the clusterfuck that's going on here. Yep. And now you've got a quote to fix that. Yep. To try to get it to the state of being poured. Yep. Which now is higher than your original quote. No, it wasn't higher than my original quote. It's still in line with it? It was about, well, it was less than half. Okay. So did the GC or was the GC starting to learn his error? I made it very clear that if you want ICF done and you want it done properly, we have, uh, we have, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking? An understanding? Yeah, we have an understanding. Like, you give me a call, I'll come out, I'll give you a quote. This is what I'm going to do. And we'll do it. I'm like, I- I'm good. I- I'm not a fucking miracle worker by any means, but I can pull off some pretty good shit. In hindsight, Adrian, would it have been easier for you to just to demolish what they did and start it from scratch? 100%. That's painful, man. Hundred percent. And looking back on it now, I should have charged them to do that. Yes. Instead and, of trying and, to band-aid what they did. And I should have said, you know what? Fuck your timeline. Get real with your client. Tell them what the fuck happened. Own up your shit. Tell them you're getting it dealt with. It's going to be no cost to them. You guys are going to make no fucking money on this, but it's going to be done right. Did he? Have that conversation with the client eventually? No. So he tried to just keep it under the okay the radar? Yeah. So far as I know, I actually have to go up there at some point this week um, and put a lien on it. Oh, shit. So we got it to that point yeah. where you fixed it. Where I fixed it, they're ready to go to And not frame been it. compensated for the work. Exactly. That's a pain now? Yeah. Have they started building the next stage? Have they started framing? I don't know. Okay. All right. So where are the jokers? They're off to another job site doing another ICF job? Uh, they are an actual carpentry company that do uh, framing, interior work, and now have branched into ICF. So they're probably back on that same job site framing. No. No, they're not. No, doing they're that. not. Th- they were, uh, I was told that if they show up onto the job site to call the police. So did they leave because their price 
was lower than your price, which was lower than the price that it should have been <clears throat> sourced out for. Yeah. And they realized we're not going to make any money. So let's just take off now for whatever we have been made and we'll move on from there. Take it yeah. as a loss. Yeah. But now they left this GC or they left this homeowner, more importantly, hanging in the wind. Yep. And you see this shit all the time. I see this shit all the time. I was called in three times last year on different builders, but on similar um, similar jobs where people have just shit the fucking bed and left everybody hanging. So is it because you've got crews that are primarily profi- proficient in one trade and they figured, let's just get into ICF. Uh, we can do it. It's from the pandemic. Everybody out there now is trying to get into ICF because it's such lucrative business. It, it's so. I'm curious about where the ICF training. I guess would the disconnect would be that the companies that do the one day training, they don't do their homework and try to find a crew that will let them shadow them to learn from it. So how? The training system works is, um, say you were getting into ICF, Manny. I gave you my rep's name. I sent you through Isometrix. Okay. Isometrix will send you to the training course. Okay. When you're done, you bring them your paperwork, everything else. You get a nice little installer card and a little placard for the wall. That means absolutely fucking dick. You get a plaque, eh? Oh, yeah. A little, (laughs) like a fucking graduation (laughs) certificate. Right, hang it on the fucking wall in your office. And that plaque says that you're ICF trained. Oh, it says you're competent enough to install ICF. It's kind of like driver's licenses. It is, right? Everybody, Every fucking idiot's got one, but they don't know how to use it. Exactly. So then Isometrix would call me and say, hey, we have this new guy, Manny. He wants to get into ICF. You have a job you can take him under your wing for. Yeah, send him over. Does he show up? Well, I, I don't know. I stopped doing it because people were just fucking idiots. Okay. They didn't understand. the. the they, they don't. They're like, oh, well, that's not the way the YouTube video said to do it. It's like. Not everything on YouTube is correct. Going back to the fucking YouTube video from my first one. They need to take that shit down. Okay. It's giving people false pretense. Why did you get into ICF, Adrian? Uh, I got into ICF because my mentor, uh, he was doing it and. I was uh, down in Stratford area in uh, the summers. I always got early out of school. My parents' best friends on the farm. So I was down there doing hay, doing straw. And then it became, you know, I was like 13 or 14. And my mentor, Steve, was like, well, I need a fucking laborer. Well, then they would sit down. Uh, Steve and Jeff would sit down, figure out my schedule. So I would go do my chores in the morning, milk the cows, and be ready to go by 7 to go to the job site with Steve and come back, do chores, go to bed. That was my summer. Yeah. So I got into ICF because Steve was getting into ICF, and it was just, it was there, it was available, and it was something I was good at at a young age. Okay, so let's walk. And, and I'm certainly going to say this, that, listen, by all means, listening to this conversation that we're having about IICF does not make you certified and TCL does not send you a plaque. 
I'm no. just saying that we're going to talk about rights and wrongs of what's going on in this particular trade in the industry, right? Can you walk the listeners through the key steps involved in ICF? Okay. So let's start at your footing. Okay. Because if your footing is off, you're off. Like I've just described in this. So, like I said before, I run my footings. We'll do a traditional form footing, say an 8 by 24 eight inches thick, 24 inches wide. And I am no more than a heavy eighth of an inch at a level. Wow. And when it comes to making that square, I am, I won't tolerate being an eighth of an inch at a square. That your, your house is sitting on that. And that, that footing is traditionally framed, planked, spiked. Yep set up yep. and then you're doing a what is it a key lock thing or whatever the key nope, no no key lock you're not doing that okay no we put uh three foot dowels with an l bar on them okay uh we put those every four feet okay in the center of the footing because that's the center of the footing is where we want our center of our wall so we'll put those in every four feet let's set make sure it's like when we trowel our footing as well it's like a sidewalk it is flat. There is no little ridges or bumps or anything. Well, that's, well, that's what you want for the ICF blocks, right? Exactly. Okay. <clears throat> so next day we come back, we strip our footing, surveyor comes in, repins it. We double check everything, make sure we're all square. We start snapping our lines and putting our track down on the footing. Okay. Our track locks. It's like a big J track or a steel stud track. Yep. We lock that onto our footing, which will allow our walls to maintain being straight, and it will also allow our walls to pivot back and forth when we are straightening our wall at the end of our Got block. it. You're ram sending it in or tap con it? Uh, so I have a, uh, a, a concrete nail gun. Okay. It's from uh, Dirt Drive. It looks like one of those Paso guns. Yeah. That you would use to uh, shoot the steel track into yeah. like a suspended yeah. ceiling or yeah, what? I know. yeah. okay. Uh, I had ram set for years and I was dumb. And a ram set on a three hundred linear foot footing is four hundred dollars in shots and shells. Wow. Yeah. It's that much, eh? Yeah. Does it really anchor it properly or doesn't? Oh no, they pull out. They pull out, right? Oh yeah. So I thought. But the quick drive one, it's actually a lot better. The quick drive one, it costs the same as a Ramset okay. at IHL. It's like three hundred and fifty bucks. Okay. And I mean, it runs off like a like a pass load cell. But I mean, the nails. I bought two cases of nails two years ago. And you still? I'm still on them. And I'm, you and seasonally, you can use it and work it, right? You don't have to worry about weather wise. No, like I can use it in the middle of winter if I want. Okay. All right, so that's our first course. That's what we're starting off with. That's like footings within an eighth of an inch, yep. which as a tradesperson, you should take pride in. And, exactly. And don't just guess if it's straight. We have the technology out there, you know, like yeah. we have fucking laser levels, you know, like let's get a guy that can hold the fucking story pole straight, not over on an angle. While he's on his phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So we're within an eighth. Report strip, track is laid. We're going to start smashing block down. We got our, we put all our corners on first. Okay. Okay, we'll pick a, pick where we're going to start. We start building into the center on every wall. 
if there's going to be a stack joint, I want it to be in the center of the wall, under a window, under a door, possibly somewhere there where it can terminate it eventually. If not, we're going to carry it all the way to the top. Okay. We're going to get two courses on. Now we're going to laser it. Once we get it lasered, you know, we could be at an eighth or so, right? And that will all adjust as well as we plumb the wall. Okay. So if your wall is leaning in, it's going to show that it's going to be low. Your wall is leaning in, it's going to show it's But gonna that's going to happen as you build the blocks, right? Exactly. The blocks don't perfectly connect to each other. No, they and, don't. And magically end up plumb and level, right? Exactly. So, okay. you know, you always have like a four-foot level with you while you're doing it. Just throw it up against a block. Okay, well, we're an eighth out. Pull it in, put the story pull back on. Okay, we're level. Okay, we can continue. After that, you know, we get four or five courses up. Now we're going to start putting our bracing in. Okay. <coughs> put our bracing in, our planks on. We're going to finish at the wall. Usually seven courses. And uh, seven courses will take you how high now? Uh, seven courses, I think, is eight feet. So basically, your basement height, you're dealing yeah. with that. Yeah, because there's two ways now that you and I know you're a huge fan of doing full structures all the way to the roof line yeah. with ICF, right? Yeah. And more and more people are now doing that yeah. because it's actually a better build. Doesn't it is. I don't care how you want to argue; it is a better build. And I know that we're taking work away from the framers, but it's a better build. Yeah, but are we? We're not because you stuff the frame on the inside, right? That's right. We still have traditional floor systems going in. Yes. We still have interior walls. We still yes. have roofs going on. Yes. So are we actually taking away from framers? We're just, we're asking framers to work with the concrete ICF guys. Or how about this? Why don't framers get into ICF? Well, that's what this company did, didn't they? Well, yes, but like, Blindly. Let's, let's do it professionally. Let's yeah. do it properly. Let's yeah. go out and get ourselves educated. Now, all of a sudden, yeah, okay, we're slow. We don't have a bill going on for three weeks. Another, okay, well, got an ICF foundation. We, can, we know we can do the foundation in two weeks, and we can send three guys back to put the subfloor on while we're wrapping up another job. We can bring the crew over here two weeks Monday and start banging walls. Let's also train them a little bit on building science and understanding how to connect points structurally speaking exactly from the icf blocking and then also the framing and then you're tying everything properly together so then you build there's a purpose behind why this is working and why it's a favorable way to build a structure right yes you can't just do it and assume this is how i should do it because this is faster or cheaper or that's right you you have to educate yourself like, yeah there's so many there's a lot of pros to the icf just the r value alone Right, like, I mean, we're still about, I think the last build I priced out, we were like 1.5% higher than traditional framing right now. I believe it. I totally believe it. And, I mean. Hey, general contractors, renovation experts, and construction professionals, protecting your business should be a top priority. Your clients require you to have liability insurance as a condition of the contracts you sign. By having construction liability insurance, you not only fulfill those requirements, but also demonstrate professionalism, reliability, and a commitment to your clients' protection. It's a win-win situation for your business. Construction liability insurance is vital to protect you from risks and liabilities that come with your line of work. It provides essential coverage for property damage, coverage for third-party damage, or bodily injury. 
and other incidents that may occur during construction or renovation projects. Visit zensurance.com forward slash save35 for a free construction liability insurance quote and get the comprehensive protection you need. But your R value is a lot higher. Yeah. Your sound quality. I think it's pretty clear that anybody who's not getting into ICF properly is going to be a dinosaur soon. They're already dinosaurs. They just have to realize they're going to be going extinct. Yeah. Like ICF is already in commercial. It's been in commercial since the late 90s. Yeah. So now residential is just embracing it. Yeah. Now, on average, let's say just for argument's sake, a 3,500-square-foot house. Yep. How long would a crew take, should take, to block out and ready for pour that size house? Okay. Footings, block, poured, stripped, out. Uh, you should be about 15 days on a 3,500-square-foot house with three guys that know what they're doing. So three weeks. Yeah. In and out. Yeah. And so these guys were three weeks and still off yeah. on like, everything. There were still two block missing off the one wall. Were they just short or were they just someone... I don't know whether they were short. I don't know whether they packed up what material they had on site and took it. I don't know. And they left. This is the killer. So they rented their braces. Okay. Right. Okay. So if you rent your braces from, like, let's say a home hardware or somewhere like that, those braces, one crate is $500 a week. Which is built into the job, which is fine. But when you all of a sudden leave that job, leave all your braces behind, you're still getting charged $500 a week per crate while it's sitting there idle on site. Yeah. So I, I had to call Home Hardware and tell them that they had to come pick up this guy's bracing. They're like, well, who is it? I'm like, fucked if I know, look up the address. Well, we can't find it in our system. I'm like, well... You guys picked up the crates that were here. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's how I got your phone number. Hmm. He's like, oh. He's like, well, then they're probably ours. So they plumb all. I'm like, yep. He's like, oh. he's like, find out who it was and call us back. We'll come get it and we'll charge them for it. So who's being built? The other contractor that was doing yeah, the work. The contractor. And they didn't realize this or they just didn't care? Uh, at that point, I think they were just going to take everything as a loss and move on. So how was the pour for you when you did it? The pour ended up going extremely well. Okay. I didn't have any blowouts. I didn't have any issues. The walls were straight. They were level. Um, when it started out, I had a new pump operator i'd never used before because up in uh huntsville was still half load season okay so and my guy was busy down in midland Aurelia area with his crane pump so we couldn't get a line pump up to me so i called another guy up there okay he came in i met him the guy was fucking a giant he has to be six foot seven walking around like andre the giant <laughs> and once we got there and we got on the same page, you know, after the first 10, 15 minutes, he worked 
saw how I was working. I saw how he was working. We had a guy on the ground making sure everything was good. It went flawless. Okay. I couldn't have asked for a better part of that day. Um, even though I was standing on scaffolding that was hardly connected to the wall because of what those guys before me did. Yeah. Because the wires were staggered every every eight inches. They were off. So I've got like three block. So I've got six screws holding me up. Well, I'm on, I'm at that point, I guess I was about 12 feet off the ground and uh, scared the crap out of me. What, like, so Adrian, what is the, um, like, these guys get into ICF because they think it's just easy money. Yeah. But they don't understand that it's it's critical on how ICF is assembled. And it's not just a matter of interlocking blocks. That's right. There's still some carpentry that's attached to this and some common building knowledge. structural knowledge, right? Yeah. That's attached 100%. to this. So it's not just about a Lego set that you just put blocks together. Absolutely not. You have to know, as well as that, like you have to know your rebar detail. Yeah. So, like, this house is backfill, both sides. That means your rebar has to go in the center of your block. Okay. So there are six webs, or six slots in the web that go across. So it should have been in three and four, all the way up. They had it in one and six. Why so far apart? I don't know. I'm still trying, my rep is still trying to figure that shit out. They didn't have enough rebar on site or something? Oh, no, there was a stack of fucking rebar on site that they were also going to use the 10M horizontal rebar as their vertical rebar, which, yeah, you can't do that. I actually spent four hours on the phone with my rep going back and forth with my rep while he was going back and forth with Anvic because it wasn't, there wasn't a detail in the book for that. So Anvic was going back and forth with their engineers as well. So we were all trying to play connect the dots. Okay. And ended up being that we had to put uh, 15M rebar every eight inches on center. Now, their webbing is designed in a way that you can accommodate any kind of engineer specs yeah. for it. So yeah. if you can, like, it's designed for over or more rebar or whatever, but yeah. they, they give you those options, right? Yeah. So the, the 15M... We're, that was our vertical bar. So yeah. when we have our two, uh, our two ten M in there horizontally like that, it'll just tuck in right inside yeah. like that, and the uh, the horizontal holds it in place. Oh, well, what I had to do is I had to take ten M rebar and push it through the block and fish it down to okay. get it in the slot. Okay, so it would actually there would actually be some sort of fucking structure there to it. Not only that, I also had to go through and where I could, where they didn't uh, drill epoxy rebar into the footing or into the side of the house where they hadn't done and left it. So there was actually a connection to the structure of the foundation. Was it specced out on the drawings that it was supposed to be hydraulically drilled and secured? Yeah. But they didn't do that. They didn't do that. So as you're working on this, are you cursing up a storm at the fact that someone left it this way? Or are oh, you just... I tell you, my girlfriend Kelly is sitting over in the chair. I spent probably 
six and a half hours a day on the phone with her, just blasting, losing my fucking shit over that what you couldn't believe did. that someone or some crew left it in this state or built yeah. it this way. Yeah, I actually had her on site with me one day, and she was helping me, and she actually got to see firsthand what kind of shit show I walked into. And you can only assume that they're doing it again somewhere else. Yeah. I looked at their Instagram page and I seen some of their ICF work. And without, you know, zooming in and blowing up the pictures, it's like just looking at it, it's like, wow, that uh, stack joint you had there is about three inches too low. Like, why don't you bring it up, bring it level? No, like it. These guys are going to end up getting sued and costing somebody a lot of fucking money and then dirtying the ICF name. So how do we prevent guys from not doing this again? Is it just force them to get more training and they have to spend the time shadowing? They have to do their own homework and shadow the right crews. Like, how do we stop this from happening ever again? Every uh, block manufacturer and sales sales crew has to have you know at least a handful of really good icf installers that they can direct the new people to to actually go through and be trained are they doing that i can't say they are i can't say they're not okay um from what i've seen they're not um now the people that are selling the block they actually need to uh, clamp down and make sure that that person actually is a licensed or, or sorry not licensed let's say certified installer yeah and be able to prove it yep you know and, and a lot of it they're not like i've had to go and install for people that are homeowners doing this that were able to go out and buy the block why is that even a, a like an option? I don't understand. It, how. it shouldn't be because back in the day when I got into it, New Dura had specific rules. You had to be a licensed or certified installer to be able to buy your block. It didn't matter where you were buying it from. How long ago is this? Uh, that's like back in '97, and I, I it was like that way up until I want to say 2015. And then they allowed homeowners to buy. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you get called in to quote a job. It's like, oh, well, we already have a block. It's like, well, where'd you buy it? Oh, from this guy. It's like, well, are you a certified installer? Yeah. No, why? Oh, you shouldn't be able to buy the block. <coughs> and then you get Logic, Zambic, Box Block that are selling it of uh, Timber Mart and Home Hardware. Which is no fault to Timber Martin Home Hardware, but I mean, they need to get on board with actually looking at this guy's credentials. Seeing so they if they're certified. The, they only look at the sale. Are they just yeah. looking at or yeah. making money? So it, whether it's a homeowner or an inexperienced contractor or experienced, licensed, certified ICF installer, yeah. the sale is still the sale. They don't give a shit. They're just... Out to make the money. But that shouldn't be the case. That's right. It shouldn't be the case. That's why I buy my block from one guy. That's it. That's it. You've worked with all the blocks? I've worked with New Dura, Logix, Foxbox, Anvic, um, 
I've worked with all the major ones. And this is your favorite today, like that yeah. you like working with? Yeah. Okay. I'll never go back to Nutra. I'll no? never go back to Fox Block. I mean, Fox Block was a one-off job, and I went to get certified with um, one of my guys, and the the training guy was just an arrogant dick. And he he goes, raise your hand if you've installed ICF before. So I'm like looking around. And I'm like, well, fuck, no one else has. I'm gonna raise my hand. <laughs> He's like, oh, what what system do you use? I'm like, well, currently a new Dura. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna show you fucking new Dura boys how to how to stack block. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, you better shut your fucking gob now <laughs> because I can stack block in circles fucking around you, bud. You're a fucking training guy. Shut the fuck up and go back to your office. There's a question for you. These training guys, are they on-site guys? Have they gone through the elements and situations like that you've been through? Some of them have. Some of them haven't. Okay. Um, well, the training guys need training. I'm not going to. I can't name a name. No. But I know that there was a training guy that me and him did not see eye to eye. And uh, he was on a job I was on. And he was... Uh, contradicting everything I did. And I looked at him and I said, what the fuck do you know? I go, let me see your hands. He shows me his hands. They're all nice and clean. I'm like, the fuck, bud? When's the last time you stacked a block? 2000? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. How did he respond to that? Oh, uh, not very nice. Okay. No, he basically told me you shut my fucking mouth or he's going to shut it for me. And There's I, a difference between stacking block and a training seminar. And stacking block on a job site. Yeah. Like, you want to talk about a training seminar, like, you're basically in a boardroom or in the back of a home hardware. Everything's heated. Everything's nice. The block is at, the, at a good temperature. It's not going to crack. Anything like that. You know, you're having fun. You're making jokes with these guys. You got coffee. You got a little fucking setup over there. Yeah. And then you're on site. In the mud, in the cold, in the fucking rain, in the baking sun, the block acts differently. It does. Everything acts differently. You act differently as yeah. a person. Yeah. But. So why won't they take the training that to the site? Why? Yeah. Well, because then the installers would get dirty. Or the training guy would get dirty. It's called construction. That's right. It is. The foundation. Uh, so me and Kelly have been talking about this the last couple of weeks now is I'm kind of thinking about making up a uh, installer's course and actually put do it Adrian and honestly. actually putting these fucking guys I want to get into this into the fucking ringer so they wouldn't be able to install or set up any kind of business unless you've gone through and been yeah. certified by this course yeah which is just going to weed them out it is right unless they just do it illegally I Let's mean, do it anyway. they're doing that now, right? So how's, I'm curious about, do the inspectors speak up? Like, do they get on site and question the quality of the install? Oh, you mean because the only time they're on our site is to inspect our footing and then to inspect for backfill. Yeah. A lot of uh, municipalities or townships, especially up north, don't don't do the inspection for the ICF. They won't get involved? They won't get involved. They have no idea what they're looking at. And they have gone and done the course. I have sat beside people 
from different townships and municipalities taking the course so they can actually have an idea of what the fuck is being installed. One of the saddest things I've ever heard and saw when I was having a conversation with somebody was a foundation wall, traditional block foundation wall that was being built. And I swear to you, there was never a a level on site. And the courses were all over the place. It didn't matter. And then I was told by the GC that this is going to pass. And I'm like, how is this going to pass? And sure enough, it got passed because all the inspector cared about was the structural strength of that wall. They didn't care about the aesthetic of that wall. Yeah. But I mean... Is it really structural if it's leaning out by if two there's and a no, half inches? If there's, well, I don't know if it was out of plumb or anything like that, but the courses weren't straight straight. It was yeah. just that all the mortar joints were filled. There was no gaps. There was no holes. And you just, you had blocks that were just dancing, right? So I yeah. can only assume with ICF they're not doing things properly, so things are out of whack. But is the it's not the inspector's job to sit there with a laser to double check that that wall is plumb and no, true. So if he sees it, he's just going to assume, sure, okay, fine. But then he's contributing to the problem at that point, isn't he? Yes. And here's the other uh, thing contributing to it. Like, let's have the actual designers or the architects who are designing these. Let them come out and do a fucking inspection. They should. Like, let's get there. They have to have that shit engineered anyway. Let's get the engineer who signed off on that out to do the inspection. So why is, okay, so now we know 10 years ago, ICF was not competitive, financially speaking, with no. traditional foundation no. walls, right? <coughs> not at all. But nowadays, it is a competition, right? Yep. So, and it's a viable competition because there's, the, the positives outweigh the negatives, if there's any negatives at all. Yep. And I think the only negatives that are attached to it are the installer. Yep, the shit, the shady installers doing all exactly. the fucking shit work. Exactly. So then all of a sudden... You get architects, you get designers, you get homeowners, you get GCs making the recommendation to go ICF. But like anything in construction, you need the training attached to it. And and sure as hell, if it's your first time, you should have a mentor with you that's guiding you along the way. Yeah. So then because you won't, I don't care how many videos or how many books you read or how many Instagram pages you follow or how many DM conversations you have. You need that on-site yeah. situation. Yeah, exactly. So you need someone who ha- has been through that, explaining to you the pros and cons attached to it to figure out the problems that are attached to it. Yeah. Because there's some MacGyvering going on, but there's also, you can get into bigger problems if you MacGyver it the wrong direction. That's right. Like, I mean, yeah, there are things I do that people say oh you can't do that well i can tell you i can do that because i've been doing it a fuck of a lot longer than you and i figured out the way to perfect it how i'm gonna do it that way to keep it up yeah so it's like yeah no don't tell me i can't do it ask me why i'm doing it like that that's a better question don't sit there and dictate to me why i shouldn't because maybe you'd learn something. Do you uh, do you follow Tim out in out west there, pound for pound? He's a framer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he actually has some beautiful images out in BC there of an ICI. I've been watching that one. Yeah, and and from what I gather, when I see the images outside of just the composition itself on the the image itself, whoever's taking the images, if it's Tim himself or one of the crew, um, 
gorgeous images because you're out in the mountains kind of thing oh, yeah. and you're building right on bedrock kind of yep. thing like it's it's i look at these images and i look at the block and i'm like that looks good like it like i can zoom in if i want and it looks good he's got some really really clean work yeah but he's a framer by trade and yep. i think he's seen the value attached to it but i think all he's done is taking his skill set because he's a true craftsperson when it comes to the framing component he's done exposed timber framing he's done traditional timber framing but now he's diving into this world of icf and he's treating it the exact same way yeah he's meticulous with his laser and even with the laser breaks down you've seen him on his post pull out the plumb bob and he's just like you got to understand the old school techniques as much as we have all the bells and whistles with the new techniques right you but know, laser, his work is clean, man. Lasers are great, but there's still no substitute for a string line and a plumb bob. And every tradesperson, doesn't matter where you are, you should at least have it as a backup if something happens, right? Yeah. You got rid of whatever. The laser could be dropped and broken and weathered and killed or whatever, and now you're stuck, right? What is one thing every, ma every person has in their fucking toolbox? There's a few things. Chalk line. Yeah. What the fuck is a chalk line? It's a string. It's You can attach it's a, a plumb fucking plumb bob. Yeah, that's all it is. That's why it's in that fucking teardrop shape. Yeah. You're in a pinch, use that as a fucking plumb bob. Yeah. There you go. Problem solved. You know what's funny, though, is that some of the new chalk lines are not plumb bobs. I know. I'm talking about the old school Stanley ones. Yeah. That's a plumb bob. Yeah. I, I've used my new Tejima as one. And it works. It works? Does it yeah, work? Yeah, it works. I got the black one. Okay. So it's got more of a... So they're a little smarter about yeah. it. Versus all the little fancy, I guess, Stanley ones that are all plastic and... Yeah, I haven't used one of those in, fuck, 20 years. But they still 15. fabricate and make plumb bobs. Like, you can buy them. You can buy them online. You can buy them in your favorite tool shop accessories that they're yeah, all out they're there all over the it's place. not like this is a, they're only in museums you need to break the glass and get it in case of an emergency saying? no it's not like that man it's like you can buy these things yeah and you should buy it if you are a framer you are a foundation person you as one of the people on the crew you should have it yeah i i think i have about 15 or 20 of them I mean, I, I lose them all the time, and then I find them again. But if someone calls for a plumb bob, everyone should be pulling out as if they're pulling out their hammer. Yeah, I mean, framers mostly carry a, a chisel as well, right? Yeah. Like, that's always in their apron. Well, you know, a plumb bob should always be in the foundation guy. So the job is, and we get to the final bitter part of this story, you don't even get paid for yeah. saving the day. Yep. So I now you in get there, roped into that stereotype bullshit. Yeah. That sucks, man. Yeah. And then coming back from that job to the current job I'm on where you came and saw me. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the guy doing the excavation shows up Monday morning. Yeah, we'll get it done. We'll be done by Wednesday. And Ben's supposed to end. Turns around, comes back at 2.30 that afternoon after running a couple loads out. I can't do this. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You can't do this. Get your, get your fucking ass in the truck yeah, and drive it. I'll fucking drive. I'll run your loads. I don't give a shit. Well, no, it's, it's too long. It's a 20-minute drive in the morning, and it's a 40-minute drive in the afternoon. It's like, are you fucking shitting me? 20-minute drive in the morning, 
forty minute drive in the afternoon, yeah. and he's complaining about that. And he's got four fucking stoplights he's got to go through. <laughs> I, I fucking lost my shit, and then, and then, Thursday afternoon rolls around. I'm gonna leave for a couple hours, come back. I'm gonna finish it. This section here, take the dirt away. Not a problem. I tell my client. My client's like, okay, well, I was scheduled to work tonight, but because now this is going on, I'm not. I won't work. I'm like, okay. Got shoopers from home in her offices on the back side of the house okay. in the excavator yeah. right there. Yeah. So quarter after six, she calls me up. She goes, Well, he was just here and you know, took a load out. I'm like, okay. She's like, Is he coming back? I'm like, I will call and verify. So I pick up my phone, I call him, I verify. Yep. I'm coming back. I'll be there in like half an hour after I tape this load and dump it. And I'll be right back. Perfect. This is Thursday evening. He's supposed to be done and out of there now by Friday with fence posts drilled. Okay. Get a call from my client at 8.30. She's fucking livid. And, uh, <laughs> um... She's like, he hasn't been back yet. It's 8.30 right now. Yeah. Okay. 8.30 at night. He hasn't been back yet. What's going on? I'm like, well, I don't know. She's like, oh, I sent you texts and everything. I'm like, honestly, I haven't got them. She's like, oh, I thought that's why you weren't answering me because you didn't have an answer. I'm like, no. I'm like, if I don't have an answer for you, I'm going to tell you I don't got a fucking answer for you. You know, I'm not going to beat around the fucking bush. So, I finally got a hold of him at like 6 o'clock in the morning. He's like, you know, I sent him a text. I'm like, this is fucking unacceptable. You're you're, you're representing my company right now. What was the response that he had? His response was, well, it sounds like you want me to pack my shit and get out of there. That's his response? I go, no, I don't want you to pack your shit. I want you to fucking nut up and do your fucking job. Collect your money. Get the fuck out. Yeah. That's what I want done. What did he respond to that? Well, he's like, I'll I'll get it done today. I'm like, I want fence fence posts, holes, dug, everything. By today. Oh, well, I have a water line I have to go dig or a power line or something like that. I go, I don't give a fuck what you got to do. I really don't. You were supposed to be done on Wednesday. It is now Friday. You have set me back three fucking days. Which means you've set my poor back three fucking days. Get your head out of your ass. Get your shit together. Get to the fucking site. Get it done. How was he at the start of the job when you asked him to do the job and you guys agreed on the job? When he came in and saw the scope of work and, he, you know, I told him everything. I wasn't leaving it any fucking minute detail. Yeah. He was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. He's like, you know, that'd be like, you know, 15, 20 ton of dirt coming out. I'm like, no, that's going to be more like 50 ton of dirt coming out. And a 40 ton of gravel going back in. I'm like, account for that. He's like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, there's going to be 12 fence post holes. Add that in. 
okay, yeah, yeah, I got that, I got that. Then it comes up and he, you know, wants to go in and start digging. I'm like, well, let's go through it. Let's have a conversation first before yeah. we just do it. Fucking go balls deep. Yeah. And I'm like, we're digging 24. He's like, what? He's like, I thought we were digging 10. I'm like, no, let's go back to the first conversation and the scope of work. I pull out my notebook. I'm like, this is all my notes. That's your fucking signature that you understood what we were doing, correct? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, it says 24 inches is coming out. 18 inches is going back in. Did he have a notepad with his notes? No. Imagine this. You're working on a construction project and accidentally damage a client's property. Without insurance, you could be held responsible for the repair costs. And what about unforeseen accidents that can happen on a job site? Construction projects come with their fair share of risks. If a third party gets injured, you could be facing medical expenses, legal fees, and even potential settlements. But with construction liability insurance, those expenses are covered, saving you from a significant financial burden. Every construction professional needs a margin of safety and a solid backup plan for when things go wrong. So if you're a general contractor, renovation expert, or a construction professional, don't leave your business vulnerable. Nail down the low-cost construction liability insurance you need and get a certificate of insurance quickly by getting a free quote now by visiting zensurance.com forward slash save 35. Zensurance is Canada's leading source for small business and construction liability insurance. Okay. No. So no. He's, he's hopping from estimate to estimate and yep. just agreeing with everything. Yep. And then not realizing what to do. Making out a cash price in his head and then fucking doesn't know what's going on. So, he gets done Friday at noon. He's got to take the excavator to go do this fucking power line wherever. He's like, I'll be back tomorrow with a uh, with a little track machine to do the postals. I'm like, but it's Saturday of a fucking long weekend. Do you think I'm coming here to work? I go, A, no. I go, B, the fucking weather isn't going to be cooperative for drilling holes. It's it was fucking to, raining. It was all supposed day. to rain the first day of the long yep. weekend. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, well, you know, I could come Monday." I'm like, "Again, I'm working a couple hours Monday, but that's to put forms up. I'm not here to babysit you." Yeah, so you can come Tuesday. Be here at seven a.m. I want your machine off the trailer. You ready to go at seven a.m.? Oh yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. How'd you find this guy, or where'd you find this guy? This guy was a buddy of mine. Okay. Well, he's a buddy of mine, and, uh, you know, I give... So, another buddy of mine does excavation as well. He was busy. So, I was like, hey, I, I need this job done. Give me a price. So, he gave me a price. I should have just waited. Or, you know, this has been going in the back of my mind, too. Why not... I buy a fucking machine. I can buy a dump trailer. And I can fucking do it myself. Are you too busy, Adrian, to start thinking about calculating the situation? So, like, you've got the first guy who was too busy and he couldn't make the schedule that you were trying to work with. So then you opted to go with the second guy, which wasn't delivering or saying things or doing prepping things properly. But he was available. And then there's a third option in the back of your head where you're thinking, well, I could have just started expanding my own business and started doing it myself. Yeah. Are you thinking about all three of those, you know? I am. 
I am. But and, uh, do you have the time on site when you've got a client that's actually coming back at you saying, okay, so what are we looking at schedule-wise, and are we going to start digging tomorrow? Or? It, if it came down to the logistics of everything, if I would have dug the hole, or sorry, the pathways, I would have been done in a day. Okay, so then that's working right for you. I, I, I've got to be on site that day anyway to babysit Bert and Ernie. Okay. <laughs> because that's what my client nicknamed them, All was right. Bert and fucking Ernie. <laughs> <clears throat> now I got the Sesame Street, uh, streets right? stuck in my head. Every time I walked in the house in the morning, sit, say good morning, they would give me a coffee. Lynn would come fucking walking down the stairs singing the, the opening song for Sesame Street. It's like, oh my God, for fuck's sakes, it's too early for this shit, Lynn. And she just fucking dying laughing. She's like, I know, but we we have a choice. We can laugh or we can cry. Yeah, I don't want to cry anymore. And that's it. So, But I had to be on site to babysit them anyway to make sure everything is done properly. So if I were to reiterate everything and i were to do it i'd be getting paid to actually do the work and not just stand there with my finger up my ass waiting four extra days to get shit done it's been a thought um there's also a lot of other stuff going on right now which we will be releasing probably end of june okay um going a completely different direction with my company and i gotta thank my wonderful girlfriend kelly for helping me with that otherwise i'd be fucking lost but uh i've had enough of dealing with fucking homeowners that are shit um builders that are shit that don't know what they're doing sub trades and sub trades that are shit and new guys okay so new guys are not that bad and especially if you get a young one Sponge. We're back to a sponge. We're back to a sponge. This is our responsibility as tradesmen and women yes. to take the younger generation, take them under our wing and mold them the way that we want them. If we don't mold them the way that we want them, who the fuck else is going to do it? We can't take the current crop that is already set in their ways on how they run their business and hope that nothing bad happens and I've made some money and move on to the next job. Yeah. You we just wait for those guys to go bankrupt because it's inevitable and they'll shit to bed eventually. Yeah. Sooner or later, they'll be out of business. Guaranteed. Or they'll just go right back to the original scope that they kept on working on, making their money that way. But yet they left broken dreams on the jobs yeah. that they experimented with. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You leave the broken dreams on the wrong site. And you're going to piss off the wrong person. That person is going to come back and sue the fuck out of you. Karma construction. Exactly. Karma construction. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you're going to realize quick, fast, and in a fucking hurry that you bit off more than you can chew. and That you should have just walked the fuck away and let somebody who's experienced handle it. I'm sure that you talked to the manufacturers of the ICF product. I have, yes. What's their response to these situations? I'm just curious on how, do they, if they see it, do they see it? They don't see it. They don't see it because they're not, on, it doesn't they're make not boots it, on the ground. It doesn't make it up the ladder high enough. Now, I have a, I know a guy 
who is friends with uh, one of the big wigs at AMVIC. Okay. And I've been controversing back and forth with him, or conversating, sorry. And, uh, you know, I've made calls to my rep. That guy that did that job in Huntsville, he is now blackballed. Okay. He won't never get another piece of ICF out of the industry. Whether it's Anvic, Logic. Doesn't matter which brand it is. Doesn't matter. He's been fucking So his name in that business has been. Is fucking gone. Okay, that's a good move. Yeah. Okay. It's to the point, too, where my pump guy who came in that day, which, thank the fuck God he came in. God was fucking great. If you're in the Huntsville area, need a line pump, call Savage Concrete Pumping. God's a fucking. God's a gem. Okay. Um, He's been in the game a long time. No, he hasn't been. He's, he just, okay. he's owned the pump now for like four or five years, but he was in flat work for 20. Okay. So he has been in concrete, knows what he's doing, but the guy is great. He'll help. I needed a hand troweling. Guy got a trowel, was running the pump and troweling out at the same time for me. He was helping wow. me straighten walls. He was just grabbing sections of the hose, throwing it over, making our life so easy. He wasn't just tipping his hard hat saying, that's not my scope. I shouldn't no. be doing that. No, he was standing right beside me. Good for him, man. Like, it was like, fuck, we'd been buddies for 20 years and we were hanging out. That's what it felt like that day. So I want to go back to the homeowners. When it comes to ICF and this kind of shoddy workmanship that's going on, they're completely oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. They're not aware of it. They have no idea what's going on because I'll put it to you this way. The only one who knows how to install it is you on site. The homeowner can come and ask questions. And they're going to believe every word you say. They're going to hang off it. They're going to think yeah. it's the fucking gospel. Same with the GC. That doesn't know any better. Then you get guys that know. Then you try and spin them into your yarn. They're going to be like, mm, you know, you're pretty fucking wrong. But you're ballsy enough to say it. Yeah. But you're so fucking wrong. Yeah. So you either got to do it this way, like it should be done. Or, you know, we can part ways now and you can fuck off. And I've seen that a lot of times too. So how do we better educate the clients? Because I think the one thing that I can say is that I don't think there's ever been a spotlight on ICF when it comes to the four-letter word HDTV. No. I don't think they've ever dove into that world. Well, partial. Have they? Have they? I, don't, I don't know. I've, I've been out of the loop on what's been on lately. I can only talk about maybe 10 years ago and then... Uh, I'm talking like 15. Oh, really? So yeah, they like, did dive into some of it at that... There was one show that was on. Okay. And they ended up doing an addition on their house and they showed the addition going up well see the only thing is because i bring it up is that homeowners have this knack of trying to speak our language yeah and they'll start inputting icf in there right yeah. and then you're talking to them and you know that they don't know anything about icf yeah. let alone even what those three letters stand for yeah. right and then like it's just a cool word to say now so let's do that because it's going to make our house a lot more efficient energy efficient and yeah. it's like sustainability and all this other crap and but i mean you you're not understanding why no so what they what they go back to is they can read a brochure yeah, that's exactly that, that's, that's a very good point. Yeah. 
You, you, and brochures you, are designed by marketing people that have never been on a job site. Exactly. <laughs> so now that client looks at me and goes, oh, yeah, I want to do this because this. It's like, okay, well, you've read the brochure. Now do you want to know why you should do it? Let's talk the performance R value rating. Let's talk the uh, the fact that you'll never hear any sounds outside. Let's talk the fact that that 1% you'll make back in a year year and a half and just your utility bills let's talk the fact that okay well you thought you had good windows and now you have great windows because you've actually been educated and bought the proper windows proper attic insulation right just because you're building icf you still have to have the what is it, 50 or 60 inches in yep. your attic yep you still have to have that you know like that there's oh well you know we're gonna put an asphalt shingle roof on it's like are you fucking dumb no you're having me build your house you're gonna put on a steel roof because you're only gonna do it once you're building one house right well yeah then what's the point of building a roof every 10 years there's no point at all right you gotta strip it re-shingle it let's spend the money that you spend over the next four roofs and put it into one and have it properly installed so there's a lot of foundation guys, crews, small outfits, large outfits that are still doing the traditional way. Yep. Why have they not embraced ICF yet? Honestly, I don't know. I would say personally because they don't want to change. Maybe they're scared. They want to stick with what they know. But you're right about every single commercial structure is built ICF. It's becoming that way, yeah. Like So the majority of those commercial structures are all ICF built in a commercial application, right? And we know that everything filters from commercial into residential. It's yep. just a matter of time. Yep. But I guess it's like, well, it's not so much just the foundation crew. It's also the GC needs to be on board as well because the GC is the one that's kind of the go-between the client and sub-trades. And so they need to understand that technology as well. And if they're not doing the homework, then they can't endorse it because they don't want to seem like a fool presenting something that they haven't done yet and they want to continue building the same way that we've been always building, mm -hmm. which isn't, that's not construction. That's, no. not, that's not forward-thinking construction. No, it's like... The chain of evolution, we're evolving every day. It's like, let's go back to the caveman days and live in caves now. Well, no, like, let's fucking, guys, let's get our shit together. Let's realize that the building envelopes, the building sector has evolved. Let's embrace it, yeah. not fight it. Yeah, You can fight it, but you can only do it for so long before you're going to become extinct. So if homeowners are listening right now, where should they get the right information? Um, well, they can call AMVIC's head office themselves. They can and they would have a list of properly certified, maintained businesses yeah. that have a good... It's not different than an electrician and the relationship they have with their inspectors. Yeah. They, there's a point system. There's a fine system. There's all kinds of stuff that kind of keeps the checks and balances in line, right? Yeah. So if that's not happening, then, like, why don't we apply that to other trades like this, ICF? We should. Every, every fucking trade sector out there should have, uh, you know, a good and a bad list. Yeah. 
You know, it's not like there are not enough bad trades out there to make a fucking list out of. I've seen horrible framers. I've seen horrible ciders. I've seen horrible fucking roofers, horrible soffit guys, horrible fascia people. I go back to the beginning of the show where we were talking about how, is it because they just don't know or they just don't care? You know, let's go 50-50 on that. Okay. Like, they don't know and they don't care. But there's or an maybe they don't care to know. In both scenarios, there's an opportunity to learn. There is, but let's go back to what I just said a minute ago. They're afraid to embrace it. Yeah, I know. I can right? see that. Change. No one likes change. You have to embrace it. Like, we have to move forward in this. We have to start a movement to get the shitty people out and to fucking bring the good people up or people are just going to get raped and pillaged by these shit contractors. Which province in Canada is leading ICF? What is it? Would I, would I be fair to say BC? Uh, BC's got quite a bit going on. Um, I think Alberta still has got it. Alberta? Yeah. I can, I can see Alberta, yeah, on. but not Ontario. Uh, no, Ontario's got a lot going on. Okay. Right. Um, out east, I really don't know. I've okay. been out east to do a build since I was 20. Is, is the ICF community, I guess, because there's so many different brands out there. We're a tight knit. Okay. So, yeah. Like er, everyone knows of each other, what's yeah. going on. It's a small world. Yeah. That kind of mentality, right? Yeah. yeah it's like it. small town living. Everyone knows got your business. It. Okay. So, maybe the guys that have been doing it for so long don't want to be a part of that because they think that their laundry is going to be seen by everybody. Well, their laundry's already been seen by everybody. But then why not just like do a better wash? I don't know. I can walk out and let dangle. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> How do we change it, Adrian? It starts with us. Yeah. It really does. I like the course idea that you're talking about. Yeah, it's. I thought about doing it about five years ago, and it was just, I didn't have the time. I didn't have the space. It, it, it becomes another like job, man. Like, it, it does. It, it's a full-time fucking job at that because yeah. I, I'm not taking, you know, 30 guys for one day. I'm taking 30 guys for two weeks. I would love for you to start the ICF, like, Top Gun school, man. Like, you're literally kicking these guys out if they don't step up. They don't even make it to the end. Get out. Yeah. That's like, it. Get out. Get it off the pot. Yeah. Bring your fucking A game. So either you want to learn and understand and respect the industry and be part of the top tier ICF installers and trades people. Or pack your shit and go home. Or go back to being a different trade or don't even like don't even bother. Right. Yep. That's how it should be. But then I think you need the support from all the brands that are making ICF to back you. Oh, yeah. I definitely need that. Right? Because they need to understand it. Or they go back to what we talked about earlier. It's just about the sale. Let's just get the sale yep. going. We make the money. We move on. Can't yep. be that way, though. No, you can't. Like, just because you're selling the product, like, a million dollars, and it's spread over 15 guys that are homeowners. Yeah. They're going to spend that million dollars combined once. Yeah. And you get good contractors, ICF installers like me and, you know, like Paul Curtis from Dick a Hole and uh, all kinds of other guys that I don't know their name. I can't think of it off the top of the, my head right now. But, you know, like, I spend a million dollars a year in block. 
That's I'm, a lot, man. When I was going full bore, and I stepped back the last two years because I just I've had enough of dealing with the shit filters and the shitty shitty clients. I stepped back. I would have no problem running one point five million dollars a year in sales. Wow! In just block, just block, just block. Not that, including that's not your whole scope of work there, right? No, that's not. That's wow. just a block. Like now, let's you want to go talk about concrete? You know, we were going through. 35, 4,500 meters of concrete a year. Jesus, man. Yeah. Like, I don't take on small jobs, though, either. Like, I mean, the jobs I do are fucking big. They're fucking out there. They're, like, if somebody were to take on their first job, one of mine, and cut their teeth on it, they'd be in a lot of fucking trouble. They can do it as long as they have someone like you mentoring shadowing on site with them even me being on site with them this would be too much of an undertaking for them and they would end up just fucking losing their well mind they flip it. it then so it's like they they're there shadowing you just watching that's yep. all it is and they can get their hands dirty but understanding that that's not their job they're not the ones pulling rank here right yep. that and but they'll learn a lot they will and i've been on quite a few sites where i've walked in to train guys and help them out and it's like well i'm the fucking boss here it's like uh maybe you should look in the mirror right now because i'm the icf guy you're the one wanting to learn i'm the one calling the shots i'm the one pulling the strings if you can't deal with that then i'll fucking i know where my truck's parked i'll get back in it fuck it it hasn't even cooled off yet i'll get back in it and go home even even like Maverick had Viper teaching him, like he had to learn. Maverick didn't know anything at the beginning. Exactly. So I don't give a shit. But then Maverick became the teacher. So that's right. That's exactly what's going to happen. So if you want to look at that opportunity, that's how it should be. Exactly. Don't that's look at the opportunity of shortchanging everybody. No. And and pointing the finger at the GCs. Keep your client in the loop, man, to understand what's going on. Don't try to sweep it underneath the carpet and all of a sudden i'll get away with it it'll be okay we'll get onto the next stage then the framers show up and they're like trying to square something that's three inches out of whack yeah and like thank god i was there and i double checked square before we poured but it was it was stressful i remember talking to you that, that was a, a hard pour oh that was fucking insane yeah and you saw the pictures i gave you yeah. before and after yeah. it's insane man yeah like, I had three days of pan digging in one spot where the bank had washed it. And we got close to the footing. It was square, but, like, I mean, the wall was pushed in. We were able to get it out enough and get it straight. And you, at that point, that's all I gave a shit about. Do you think the original crew that was doing the work first has driven by to see what's going on or oh i know they've driven by. oh they've driven by oh i know they so they're aware by. that the job has been repaired and moved on yeah um and they, they had nothing to do with that they were driving by really really slow the first day i was there and i was up grabbing my laser in my truck and they just drove by real slow and i could see in the bed of their truck there was a couple pieces of block in there and i'm like ah I know who you guys are. You're coming to see what the fuck is going on now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need those two fucking six-inch blocks. You might as well just pull over and give them to me. But no, they didn't. I ended up getting 
Isometrics, and they're fucking great guys up there. They sent me all my rebar and all my all the block I needed, like, and helped with the engineering for the vertical bar and everything. And on the first day, and they had everything to me, including screws, cases, and spray foam that we fucking use a lot of spray foam to fix shit. Um, but they had it there in like three days for me. And then it really sucks that you haven't been compensated for the work yeah. that you did. And now you got to deal with that shit. Yeah. And I mean, the homeowner's going to fucking lose their mind. When are they back? Are they back? They're on? back now. They're they came back. Then the evening we went in to strip it. Okay. They pulled in in their RV from Florida. They're like uh, thinking that the house was supposed to be at a certain stage. No, they, they knew that it was where it was at okay. because they, there was another story going on, but they're like, so are do you work for such and such company? And I'm like thinking in my head, how do I fucking answer this appropriately? And I look at him, I'm like, I am a representative. And he's like, he just looked at me puzzled. He's like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, is that a yes or a no? It's like, it's fucking simple. I'm like, yeah. sir, all I can tell you right now is I represent that company. He's like, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm like, I know you don't understand what I'm saying. I don't understand what I'm saying right now, <laughs> but this is where I have to leave it. I'm like, if you have questions, I can try to answer them for you. He's like, when's the backfill going on? I'm like, well, that's starting on Monday, I believe. That's what I was told. Okay, well, what's going on with this? I'm like, or can we use our toilet? I'm like, well, I would imagine not because you're plumbing it. Your street is right here. Your sewer going to your street. And it looks like it's cut off. So, I mean... If you were to take a crap and stand in the garage and somebody flush your toilet, I go, chances are you're going to wear it. He goes, well, where's the porta potty on the site? I'm like, you have to talk with the project manager on that. So he didn't even have a toilet on site? Many. There wow. was no porta potty on site. Man. There my was biggest no, problem with any GC. There was man. no temporary fencing on site. There was no storyboard so on are, site. We already know what's going on with this GC then. And that's how he builds up there? That's how no, he builds in that, That's how this one went. These guys are really good builders. Okay. I've done work for them before. This one here, they dropped the ball. It's a shame. It is. You're only as good as the job that you're currently working on. That's correct. That's as simple as that, man. You cannot stay thinking, oh, yeah, we've been in the game 10 years. Everything's been perfect. And all of a sudden, you dropped the ball on one job. That yep. job is going to stick. Yep. That right, that one job right there could put a company into business. We got to wrap it up, Adrian. Did we cover everything here? Yeah, I believe so. What else? Anything? Anything good happened from that whole experience? Yeah, I, I made a contact with the new pump guy. Okay. Um, I think that was <laughs> it, isn't it? <laughs> Adrian Schwantz, Adrian Schwantz, CRC Contracting Inc. On Instagram, c.r.c underscore contracting. Um, Did we do the 12 questions with you? We did. We did. Let's do them again because it's been a few years. I'm curious about it. 
Let's do it again because you're in a different state, I think, now. You want to be Viper and start teaching all the Mavericks out there. Fucking right. That's what you want to do. What is your favorite construction word, Adrian? Concrete. Yeah, we definitely did do this one. Yeah. <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word? <sighs> Part of potties that or it needs to be cleaned. That's it. That's a weekly process, isn't it, or what? Yeah, That's but remember not? last time I was yeah, here? I remember that shit. I know, literally, I know. What turns you on in construction? <sighs> Everything. What turns you off in construction? The porta potties. <laughs> it's my biggest gripe. I'm telling you that right now. You know, it's like the, the so ex- like it's not that expensive, man. It isn't, and it's critical to everybody. Like I'm looking at buying a couple of the comfort stations, <sighs> so I can move it from site to site. I can have. But them then you got to maintain in. it. You got to have a honey wagon, and you no, I just call the. Uh, call one of the companies that come in. Yeah, I mean, it saves me. Reach out to Kay Winter, man. He was on the show. Yeah, the show about he's actually parties. they got a yard up in my area. Yeah, yeah, smart. Uh, what's what's your favorite curse word? Fuck. What's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Two thousand Ford S three fifty Dually. Dually, of course, man. Dually. Uh, it's a pain in the ass when you got to get new rubber, huh? It is. What's your least favorite vehicle? Those fucking smart cars. Do they still make them? I don't know, but I see them every day. And, you know, they they zip down the highway like, and they fucking pop out of your blind spot. It's like, if I were to hit one, I wouldn't even know it. What construction sound or noise do you love? If I had to pick just one, I'd say the quick guy. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Silence. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? I'm going to have to go around this from my last one, and I'm going to have to say a teacher now. It makes sense. I could see it. A strict teacher. Or, or sorry, let's go with instructor. Instructor. Because I'm not... On-site, hands-on instructor. That's right. I'm not dealing with the kids in, in class anymore. On-site. Hands on. O S H O instructor. Okay. That's what it should be. People should stop calling themselves instructor. They need to be on site, hands on instructor. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you're not an instructor anymore. I agree with that, Full. What profession would you not like to do? I wouldn't be the guy that want that drives around to clean the part of body. That's a tough one. Last question If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? You've made it. You can relax. That's all he needs to say. Adrian, yeah. always a pleasure to have you back on the show, man. I know that uh, other stuff, we've been talking. There's other yeah. stuff that's been going on, so you'll be back on the show soon enough to start sharing that stuff, Yep, which would be amazing. So everyone check them out. It's uh, at C, or sorry, on Instagram, c.r.c underscore contracting. Uh, there's no website or anything like that, but to get a hold of you, just DM, right? Yeah, they can DM me. That's probably the best way. It's the only way to. All right, cool, man. Adrian, thanks so much, man. Thank you. Pleasure to see you. Thank you, Angelina. We're out of here.